This is Agents Influence Podcast. People keep telling me, oh, are we going to replace all the jobs and everyone's going to be replaced? And no, it's just, we used to be 70% of the population just doing foods. And then we built electricity, tractors, and we are now down to 1%. So where are those 69% of the people are just doing other stuff? And that's exactly what's going to happen. More productivity doesn't mean that people are going to be replaced per se but rather people are going to be like what I call superhuman. They're going to be much more capable and we can expect crazy things to happen in the future. I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today I am here with Mr. Ruben Hasid and Mr. Garrett Drogi. This is a long-anticipated one. It's very tough to get on Ruben's schedule but what we are going to talk about is chat GPT. And ironically enough, today is March 15th, also known as the Ides of March by Julius Caesar. I just now realized that, to be honest with you. That's just history right off Jason's old nose there. If you want anything important, don't ask me because I don't know, but I know that kind of shit. But anyways, today is March 15th and chat GPT 4 just actually came out to us yesterday, probably you in the morning, Ruben. Um, we have Ruben here from the great country of France. I'm also good joining us with Garrett from the great country of America. Now, Garrett, where are you at in the States? Charlotte, North Garrett? Carolina, the, the great state of North Carolina. The great state. <laughs> hey, hey, North Carolina is awesome. I'm going to give you that. So why I brought Ruben on here is for you loyal listeners. Loyal listeners, you live in your cubbyhole, you don't get outside your agency much, you probably don't go to events like you should because you're just sitting there making so much damn money you don't want to know anything else to do but stop your wife or your spouse from spending it. But here's the deal. I'm bringing you, Ruben, straight to your ear because you need to find out about this chat GPT. I mean, it's, it's changing the world. It really truly is. We have blog writers. We have four blog writers at Agency Intelligence. We're now down to one. Right. I mean, and I don't think we'll ever get rid of them. Let's set something that we can talk about. I just think it's going to take less people and people are going to have to manage them more. And it's going to enhance those blogs, not kill it just like technology does. Ruben, welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jason. And uh, very nice to meet you guys. Yes, yes. And Garrett, thank you for joining us. You got it. Thrilled to be back. So as I said in the green room, I always like to say the green room, guys, it makes it sound like this is like real official and shit like that's like the Oscars or something, right? <laughs> so back in the so back in the green room, I was telling these guys that the whole reason why I brought Garrett on is because I'm too dumb to know what the questions that we need to ask, but I know that the information that Ruben has is what we need in this industry. So we are going to get right into this. Ruben, I want to get a little bit of history of you. Okay, yeah. because it seems like ChatGPT busts on the scenes and then the next day you have all the answers to how it works. And I'm, I'm being facetious. You don't have all the answers, <laughs> but you had a lot of knowledge. Give, it, give us your background. How, Where, how did this all start? So, yeah, come on. Uh, actually, actually, the story is quite funny. I, I was in Berlin for the past year. And from November, early November, I remember I had a co-worker besides me. I was working at Motion Lab. It's like this big co-working space with like engineers people like making prototypes and I was in marketing. I was doing ghostwriting, uh, writing for people's personal brands. So I was like the only marketing guy that was different from the engineers. And my coworkers on my side, Ali, we were having a lot of fun together. We were going to Bergheim together, so clubs, and we were just like jamming around during uh, lunch. And uh, I was always making fun of his mulet. He has like a, this weird haircut, you know? And he was making fun of the fact that I was French. I had a mustache. And I'm eating baguettes, and um, <laughs> but then I, then I discovered this like chat thi uh, thing thing. Uh, uh, really, in November, it, it was just out for like one week or two. No one was talking about it, and I could just see someone generating text. And I thought, hey, can I generate some jokes on his mulets because I wanted to make fun of my friend Ali? And the jokes were like some of them were good, some of them were not. Then I kept 
going deeper into my prompt. Prompt is a word I'm going to use quite a lot. Um, mm -hmm. The best way to define it is just what you ask the machine to do. And I was just making poems on his mulet. And then I was making poems in Spanish. And then I was making poems like I'm um, Shakespeare. And then with rhymes, when then in Alexandra, and then I was adding some more details and I was just digging my, whole, my own rabbit hole just wow. more and more and more. And obviously Ali was also doing the same thing. He was like, wait, I can write any emails. I can write my thesis with this. What's the limits? And we're both discovering like the limits of it. And fast forwards to uh, January, I thought my community was not interested into this. I think it, I had the right timing, to be honest, because if I made a post on November, you would probably never heard about me at that time. But January, early really? January, I thought, yeah, let's let, let's do it. I'm just going to make a quick guide on how to do it. And the, the post made like more than a million impression. And from that point, I was like, okay, I think people want to know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. But like the easy way. I, I, I'm more like someone making vulgarized content. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, Ruben, that's amazing about you is, is you basically give away the stuff for free. I mean, yes. I don't even say for free. I saw recently you're giving it away for a dollar, like all of your secrets and everything yes. you've learned, you're giving away for a dollar. Yes. I'm a big believer that um, I, I was working for personal brand. So I, I know a bit about personal branding and what I consider the same thing is really startups and personal brands. It's roughly the same thing. So if you are Amazon, you're probably not going to monetize your business model for the first 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, for a personal brand, probably faster, especially if you have kids and wives. So uh, mm -hmm. I thought, hey, I have two Amers, um, one for monetization and one for growth. Which one should I hit first? And I just kept hammering a growth at all costs. Everything is free. I don't think people should pay for that kind of content. I think, um, and the $1 guide I released yesterday, I mean, I put enough value so that someone feels like, what the hell is that? It's way too much for a dollar. And some people even pay $50. Some people pay $100 because you can tip. But yeah, I think this should be for free. I love doing it. I want it to be, I want to democratize AI, the bridge between people and AI. And yes, later on, I'll probably do some premium things, premium conferences, premium courses. But for now, I just, I'm just having too much fun. Right. Go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, I think we take a step back because Ruben's sort of downplaying, you know, how, how, how much content he's putting out there. I think you're going to be very, very busy in the next mm -hmm. few years because mm -hmm. companies like ours, we're, we're a fairly large, large company corporation we had our chief technology officer is studying this and looking for all the use cases that that are applicable in our industry and you know we came across a study that said that the productivity increase with chat gpt was 30 to 50 percent oh, and just for context the steam engine was estimated to have a 25 percent boost in productivity. So we're talking about twice that. Whoa. And so I think Ruben, you're going to be called in not just for individuals, but for companies that are looking yes. how to strategize around uh, using this technology and can, build the, yeah. the right prompts for their teams. Um, I can, well I can said. do two things about that. And first Garrett, I love the example you used. Um, when I talk about chat GPT, I always talk about two things the steam engine and the tractors uh, steam engine didn't replace people making clothes at that time. And then later on, we know what happened with the steam engine and what we've built so far. And tractors didn't replace farmers neither because that's the number one thing people keep telling me, are we going to replace all the jobs and everyone's going to be replaced? And no, it's just, we used to be 70% of the population just doing foods it wasn't like a long time ago. It was yesterday. Yesterday, 70% of the population was just making foods. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then we built electricity, tractors, and we are now down to 1%. So where are those 
percent of the people are just doing other stuff. And that's exactly what's going to happen. More productivity doesn't mean that people are going to be replaced per se, but rather people are going to be like what I call superhuman. They're going to be much more capable and uh, we can expect crazy, crazy things to happen in the future. And to, to answer on the second part, uh, yes, I already had like um, several companies that contact me, but the most serious one is a healthcare uh, company in Switzerland. And they're like uh, managing sales rep and some doctors around the healthcare niche. And uh, most of their job, because I talked to the CEO, he's like obsessed with AI. We talked on the phone and he said, yeah, most of our job is just doing cold emails, cold outreach and like some articles. And I was like, yes, just send me over some of the tasks that some of your guy are doing. And I know nothing about health tech. Like what, what, what do I know about healthcare and health tech? Mm-hmm. And I sent him like some of the, some of my findings, some of my articles, some of my cold emails. He was like, wait a second, that's, that's pretty good. And I mean, I can see some tweaks here and there, but that's like super solid. Probably like one guy could make the job of 15 or 20. And I was like, yeah, that's the concept. And those mm-hmm. 15, 20 people that are replaced, they're not replaced, they're going to be used somewhere else where, because we'll have like more needs somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think, I'm just going and just trying to think off the top of my head, we'll jump around here. Do you think, Ruben, that chat GPT and things like it, AI, will become more localized, right? Not so much for the world, but like, let's just say for my insurance agency. Will there be something small enough that I can teach, like, what would be the data of the world, teach the data of my agency to where it would be so damn smart, it would be just as smart as chat GPT, but just for my agency. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I think... The most advanced and like wow moments moments I had from ChatGPT is not to ask where is the capital of France or even like the rhymes or the poems I was doing for the mulet of my friend. I mean, that was fun. But um, um, there is a concept that needs to be understood from generative text. GPT is generative text. So what it's best at is to give it data and it gives back something really smart, like a summary an outline, a strategy, uh, that's how it's best. Not to ask for any opinion or judgment. Um, and that's something that people, it's mm. like a misjudgment. They think GPT is like Google. You ask Google something and then you have a bunch of articles of people thinking about this and having an opinion. GPT is much better at, okay, feed me some stuff and then I can do a crazy work. And I'll give you like a good example. I think the future is going to be you, Jason, you have done your due diligence and you have like a handful lot of documentation on your own work. Like talking about like 100K words PDFs of everything you're doing, everything you want to do, or like how's your team working, how you can make it better. And then I think that's the future. You're just going to be like, okay, now read all of that. And should I find a better way to do something or can you do that part that I'm already doing and I can show you some examples, but can you do it for like other clients? I've been talking to lawyers and I told them, yes, I'm very close to have this like PDF summarizer that detects some of the key elements for a hundred thousand words PDF. And the lawyer was like, I hope you don't do it too fast because (laughs) that's, that's like not most of our job, but that's like a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, it's, it's coming because it should be done by, some AI. I mean, it makes so much sense. It does. It does make so much sense. And damn it, I got to get a pin because every, as you're talking, I'm thinking about 15 different things and I can't hold it <laughs> until the very end. But I, I, I do, I do emphatically agree with you. Great example also on the steam, on the steam engine, Garrett, never really thought of it from that point in time. You know, I was talking with a futurist in the future and, in our futurist in the future, I was talking about futurists. His name is uh, Dan, uh, Dan Burris, and he is a big time futurist, wrote a bunch of books in the 80s and 90s. And these damn things today, it's eerie if you read them, how, how well he was out there. And he talked about it and he said to me, I said to him, I said, what does the future hold for insurance agents? And he says, you guys are all about relationships. So the future is solid for you. And one of the examples he gave me, and this was like six or seven years ago, he said, be sure to watch law firms. He says, because every five to 10 years, they're going to decrease in 10 to 15% of the amount of paralegals that they need. 
And he said, so the lawyer won't go away, but the amount of people that they have around them, right? Which kind of goes back to what you were saying. I think that that has a lot to do with it. I want to also touch one thing, Ruben. You said something that was in fanatic. I've been thinking this. I've done 800 and some podcasts. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't wait until ChatGPT can read or listen to those and make sense of them, right? Because think of this. Over the last 10 years, the ideas I have today are the culmination of things that I've learned over those last 800. And so my brain, acting as ChatGPT, has put all these thoughts together and spits them back out to the world. But what have I missed? What is my brain not seen? Where's the connection it didn't make? Where was that time I was really thinking about something I was really smoked up on weed and that's why the thought never got through right i mean you never freaking know like and so it makes me wonder like this is exciting to me because i thought when i got older that i was going to pay somebody a lot of money to go and listen to all my podcasts and was going to market out and try to create something out of it and chat gpt maybe i've done it uh my most viral post was me turning um youtube video into a bunch of different stuff, articles, a Twitter thread, a LinkedIn post. And that video, I took it from Andrew Huberman. I'm a big fan. You probably know him. Andrew Huberman. I don't know him. Who is that? He's Andrew Huberman. He's okay. like a neuroscientist from Stanford, one of the most known podcasts around okay. mental health, exercise. And he makes like two hours, four hours uh, long podcasts. And thankfully, he put it on YouTube. And I, I have a tool to get the transcript out of it. And I just feed GPT with the transcript saying, hey, here is a discussion between Andrew Huberman and this scientist around a certain diet. And could you read everything and tell me yes once you've read everything? And you just give it bits by bits. And ChatGPT is a very nice dude. So he's like, yes, sure. Why not? Yes, yes, very yes. Nice. <laughs> and then, and then you just you just go like, okay, now that we have all of this, let's have some fun. Write an articles with SEO. Can you make a public speak uh, uh, notes? Can you actually you made the speech for the public speech? But can you make me a cheat sheets of what I should learn from the speech because I, I don't want to have the whole sentences? Can you make a Twitter thread? Can you make uh, a cold email out of it because I want to make it about the diet that Andrew Huberman is talking about. You can make literally everything. And uh, Son of a for God. now, the streamline, the workflow feels nice, yes, but I am convinced that in six months, when I'll be listening to your podcast again, I'll be like, oh, wow, I had no idea. All of the tools that are going to make it much, much easier because I talked to the guys that make those tools and there is like a wave of tools that is coming. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, YC. It's like one of the most known startup in- incubator. I've seen guys. Y Combinator. Exactly, Y Combinator. Yep. It's the most known startup combinator uh, incubator. And uh, I think the past, uh, how do you say that, promotion had like 10% of generative AI of like 100 guy or 50, or 50 startups. And now it's like more than 40%. And it gives like a clear indication on how fast these things are moving. And wow. um, what's so crazy also about it is that it is moving fast. Someone could say, hey, but that's like a trend, you know? But the thing is, the technology keeps getting better and better and better. So the amount of creativity and the wave of tools keeps getting bigger because well, GPT-4 is out, and what about GPT-5? What about BARD for Google? What about uh, the Facebook language? What about the design with Midjourney, Stable Diffusion, Leonardo, Tom? I mean, you have so many of them. And um, yeah, I can see some exciting time ahead for sure. I can only imagine. You could probably tell me about half the tools, and I wouldn't even have a concept of how you would even <laughs> use those. That is great. Gary, did you have something to say? I thought you were going to say something. Yeah, well, I was... I was thinking GPT-4 can now interpret images, right? So that's a whole leap forward. So we're not far from audio and video, from being able to, to create content directly. So we, we could create a Jason Cass podcast without Jason Cass oh, yes. in your voice. Yes. That's, that's doable. That's already yeah. doable. 
um, with like three to five minutes of audio from Jason, I can make Jason say anything. That's actually like a big scam that is coming up where if I have, let's say, 10 minutes of your daughter voice, then or your son, I can probably call you and mm-hmm. say some stuff like in a scary That is kind of scary. Could you that say, Jason, yeah. please help me? Something like this, you know? So that's, that's this like is, a this big is where This is where AI has to start being used as a protection for us, right? I say all the time, I think we're going to look at our phones in a matter of a year or two and go, well, this thing didn't protect me at all. It let me read things and see things that weren't true, you know? And we're going to have phones that are going to be like, uh-uh, Cass, no, no, no. But yet I think yeah. Garrett's may tell him different things than it tells me, right? Because we're different people. And I think in the future, I think my AI will protect me from you, right? Well, also, they'll bring me together to say, hey, what Garrett's saying is something you were talking about with your wife three days ago. Did you pay attention to what he just said? So I think it can enhance it that way. So, yeah, that is yeah, scary, though, have about a dark that side. voice. Um, uh, it's something I cannot disclose, but I'm talking to partners from Microsoft, partners to OpenAI, and I have like some calls with the CEO. Uh, it's very small calls, but I really enjoy them. And the wow. way... The way she said it is, Ruben, we are the good Jedi. How do we push the force to the positive? Because, look, AI is not going, going anywhere. It's, it's already there. You know, it's more of a question of bad things going to happen for sure. How do we alleviate the risk? How do we mm. somehow make it so that it's pushing to the maximum of the good? Kind of like the internet. Well, Internet is not just good, you know. Uh, you also have some bad parts of the internet. So how do we push it to the good side? Mm-hmm. Wow, you've really given a lot of insight and things that I can't, and I'm having a hard time trying to think of new questions because I'm still thinking of what you said 10 minutes ago. <laughs> this stuff is amazing. It really, truly is amazing. The things that we've seen it, I, I love what you said, and obviously you have some inside information there, and I appreciate you respecting them telling you this information. Anything else you see off the top of your head as, as some of the things that you're that you that you're seeing? Uh, let me let's talk about this real quick. Prompts. People don't understand that. You mentioned that, but it, it, yeah. please help under people understand. Most people probably put one thing into a GPT and go, "Oh yeah, this is great." Explain yeah. to them kind of the method of what they should be trying to think yeah, about when they're sure. using it, Route Ruben. So a prompt, I often say it's how human talks to the machine. That's your way of communicating between you and AI. I, you really need to understand for any generative AI, it's like a team of people. And I like to say team of people because really they're kind of human in a sense of like, they are of their, their vocabulary, their, their ways of working, and you can even give them instruction, especially for ChatGPT. And the way you manage someone, let's imagine, let's take a bad prompt. I often, I even have a course and I say the good, the bad, and the ugly prompt. And I start with like the ugly one. And the ugly one would be write podcasts, uh, scripts between Jason and Ruben around AI. Why is it so bad? Imagine you go to a team of people, a team of creative, and you say, write a script for a podcast between Ruben and Jason around AI. Oh, wow. Well, I think that team is going to have a hard time being creative because, well, who's Ruben? And and, and, what do you mean by transcript? And and how how long it is? And and should I come up with a question? Should, you know, you you have a lot of questions you you, you start having. Then you have like the, the bad prompt. So slightly better than the ugly prompt, let's say. And you say, all right, uh, write a table of contents for a podcast between Ruben, who's an obsessed content writer around AI, and Jason, who is his guest speaker. Uh, You will start, you will have some introduction around this and this and that. And then Ruben's going to talk about AI. Well, it's good, but you could go... Even deeper, you can even say, okay, Jason is whatever years old guy in the US. He has a tone of voice that is welcoming, enthusiastic, dynamic. He likes to use words like this, this, or that. And Ruben is a French guy from Paris and who's an obsessed content creator. Uh, I want you to write a table of content about the transcript between uh, the discussion between Jason and Ruben. And after you've done the table of content, why do we go 
table of contents. Just think like a human. If we would sit down, you and me, Jason, and try to do that script, we'd probably start with like, okay, Ruben, what is the topic that we're going to uh, go for? This, ChatGPT, uh, mid-journey, and the future of AI. Okay, um, now that we have our three parts, what are we going to talk inside ChatGPT? A, why is it the future? B, is there like a race between ChatGPT and Google? Uh, C, uh, what is GPT-4? And then you see, you're starting mm -hmm. to make a table of content. And then, only then, you'll probably be, okay, we have our big parts. We have our subparts, subheadings. Now we can deep dive and actually write the transcript. And this is exactly how I use ChatGPT. And the way you should think about generative AI is think about it like a team of people. You wouldn't jump into like, yeah, just, just, just do it. People think it's God. Just, just make the podcast a script, whatever. That's um, what I thought no, too. Just, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's how people do it. But then when you go like, okay, let's make a table of contents. Let's make it better and better. Maybe even iterate on it. Hey, you did a good job on the first part. I think you messed up something in the second part. Maybe you should be more dynamic and more leaning towards the fact that Ruben uh, is French. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just making things up. And then uh, ChatGPT is going to be like, oh, yes, great. So I keep the first part and the second part should be more towards uh, Ruben's being French and then the third part, and once you have like a strong table of contents, awesome, let's write it. Let's write it together. Write the first part, make it better. Okay, it's good, write the second part. That's how I go deeper and deeper in prompting. Because prompting, you don't mm. prompt once. Yeah. You prompt with layers of prompts. And then so, you see what it does, and then you prompt it more, and then you're you're literally like still writing. You're still writing the blog. You're more of an orchestra. The, 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 exactly. the, the orchestra is playing. I'm more of the composer. exactly that. Yes, that's okay. what I love. I feel like us human. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we're really good editor. What I what I often say is just for the for the records, just just to have fun. I feel like I'm this grumpy old VP of a big company that never do the job. But it has like thousands of people doing the job and he's just sitting on his couch being like, wait, I like what Stephanie said. John, it's stupid. Get the, get the hell out. But okay, everyone, let's go on Stephanie's idea and let's try to make it more dynamic. And you smoke the cigar. That is exactly what food. it's like, Ruben. That is exactly what it yeah. is like. That it is a great waits. way to explain it to people. That is great. <laughs> yeah. But you still yeah, need you to just you just sold that fantasy to everybody. It's <laughs> like you mean I I could be the boss. I don't have to do all the work. <laughs> Pretty much. Brilliant. But, but it really the truly only thing is. is that people think they make the requests and they have all of the idea from all of the teams, as I said. And they don't even want to give the orders. I often have the comment on ChatGPT being like, I asked for a, a LinkedIn post. I made the promise just like you said, and I cannot copy paste it. Why? Well, multiple reasons. One, it's still not there in terms of like, like it's super powerful for sure. Super fast ideation. Now in terms of like, how much can I copy paste it just like that? and not do anything, sure, you could do it, but it depends on how much quality you want to have, you know? Uh, I could make 100 articles or 100 posts on my own LinkedIn real fast. Now, you probably miss a little bit of my touch, and you probably miss a little bit of spice. Now, do I think the amount of spice is going to be reduced more and more because ChatGPT is going to be able to mirror it more and more? Yes. Do I think I'll be working less? No, I don't think so. Because even if ChatGPT or whatever the generation of things is going to happen, even though it's going to be a much better job at being myself or, or creating good content, well, then you'll have like the average going to be higher, but you'll still have the one that put on more work and try to make it even better and, and try to prompt deeper. So... I often say it's not the time to be lazier, it's the time to do 10 times more. I like to call it that way. You, you did say the superhuman, it makes someone superhuman. superhuman yes. And, and I do be like that. Be superhuman. Don't be 
half a human that can somehow be average because of an AI. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Mm, very well said. And another thing, I don't know if you caught this, Garrett, something he said, which I thought was great. We have the IOT, the Internet of Things. He said the generational, uh, the generation of things. I thought yeah. that was amazing. If you really think about that, generating things, right? Like, well, what things could you generate? You can ge oh. literally generate things that aren't, 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 aren't alive today. When I was talking with Daniel Burris, um, I, I'm, a, I'm fascinated with this guy. I've had him on a couple of times. Literally dudes like $250,000 for him to come speak for 45 minutes. I got introduced to him when I was a real young agent and the guy just get, gives me his time. It's really incredible. And I thank him for that, especially if he's listening. He told me that he is the head advisor to the joint chiefs of staff. Those are the four main military heads in the United States. Okay, that's like way up there. And he was invited to a um, a dinner and, and, and to this dinner at the White House. And there was around 30 people. And before they were getting ready to eat the dinner, they were told that they were getting ready to eat a meal that had been made by Watson. The, the, the AI Watson it had made it. And it had read all the cookbooks that have known to man. It had read everything that had to do with taste, everything that had to do with smell. And literally, according to the podcast, one second, it had known all that. It then had taken that off probably from prompts, right? And it yep. brought, and it, they prompted it to make a meal. They say that according to this meal, when they prompted it to come up with meals, it came up with over a, a million meals. And one of the, I know that I keep using this word, one of the prompts was the meal can never been have created before. There's no way it could have ever been brought. And it actually came up with a million different meals that there's probably no way someone using spices in Australia, using those same ones in Denmark <laughs> and all that mixed together would have come. The point was, as he said this, and this is what got my brain thinking. He said, after we got done, it was one of the best meals. He's like, really, that I've ever had. And he said, and at that point in time, it made me realize that not everything under the sun has been invented. No. Because, you know, everything know. under the sun has already been done. No. He said, Jason, it's going to make meals. It's going to create art. You're going to hear music that you never would have thought would have been good music, yeah. but it knows what you want, you know? And you start to really think about that. And then now you start to see that it, it's brought that technology of that dinner now down to Jason Cass's level, are right? You, it's just Jason, understanding how to talk to it. Are you a fan of Nirvana? I do not know this person, no. No, Nirvana. You probably know the, the, the group Nirvana. I probably Nirvana? Have Nirvana. 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 Okay, Nirvana, no, that's okay. Yes. That's okay. Yes, I do know Nirvana. You know, you know Nirvana. Yes. Um, some guy made an AI, fed it with all of the songs from Nirvana, and then he asked for new songs. And it did new songs with the, with the voice, with the text. And it's like new songs. It's not like crazy good ones for now. Right. But I mean, if like, for example, my, my father, my father is like crazy about the Beatles. Not so uh, quite generic, to be honest, <laughs> Could have done a better <laughs> job choosing a his favorite band. But I mean, he's crazy about the Beatles and I'm also obsessed with it because I was a kid when he was so crazy about it. But the Beatles did a lot of albums, but only for six years. And he often think, wow, what if they never split? And now it's probably doable. I mean, imagine feeding an AI a hundred songs from the Beatles and be like, 
now that you have a good idea, try to do something. Now, is it crazy enough to do the kind of albums the way they were doing it? By that, I mean uh, the Beatles had this thing of always going into a very different direction. Mm. Probably not. But like doing something with the input that you give, what I told you before, with the data that you give uh, beforehand, then it could do a pretty good job. And that, that's going to be interesting. We might have new songs from Michael Jackson. I don't know. Mm-hmm. From uh, whatever the guy you want to have. Right. You know, Ruben, I, I listened to a, another podcast and they, um, they use the, the professor at Wharton School of Business, which is a very well-respected business school. Um, and they said they, they ran creativity tests with chat GPT. And this was three. And they were off the charts. Yeah. No, as as creative as humans can be, it, this technology is already at that capacity. Yeah. So I think I think you're right there. I want to go. I want to go back because I know we don't have Come a ton on, of time, and I'm I'm being mindful of the audience here. I think a good chunk of them are in sales roles. Would be my guess. And so I think you. I've seen a lot of your content that is focused around ways that sales organizations could use AI, chat GPT specifically. Could you give just a couple of examples of if you were in a role where your job was to reach out to people that didn't know who you were, you were trying to sell them a product that, as our CEO says, no one wants to buy and they hope they never have to use. Yeah. How would you be using this technology? Um, so it's funny because I used to do a lot of paid social media then in transition to organic. So first thing I really want to tell them is build a personal brand. Your life's going to be much easier. Uh, now, the thing is, when you're building a personal brand, I know how it is. You need to write stuff. You don't know what to write about. You don't know. Um, um, getting some ideas is quite hard. So the number one thing is, well, let's just nail down what kind of content can they produce? What do they need? I guess they're doing cold outreach through emails probably called outreach through messages. They're probably going to do a LinkedIn post. They're probably going to do um, carousel with LinkedIn posts. So the first thing I would do is ideate heavily. Imagine again, you have a team of 10 marketing guy waiting for you. You're the VP on the couch and you're just like, okay, guys, here is all of the information of what I have to so- to, to sell. I just bought a new microphone, the Shure SM7B. So let's say I have to sell that. Well, I would not trust ChatGPT to know what are the specification of Shure SM7B. I would tell the team, kind of, kind of like a brief. Okay, here is all of the qualities and the benefits of my microphone. Now we have to sell it. So could you ideate on some ideas of, on, of some articles, let's say? on some SEO words I should use on Google or on some uh, subjects on, of emails. Uh, let's start again, reverse engineer. Start with something on the top, the title. Once you have the title, what will be the table of content of my, of my, of my post, of my articles, of my, uh, of my email? And once you have a strong table of content, once you have a strong title, subject, subject lines, you can then write uh, a content. And from that content, and that's super important, you don't want to be any sales rep. You want to be the best sales rep. And what I just told, tell you is like 30 minutes, to be honest, or even probably less. Um, uh, you already feel how important it is, one, to feed it the right info in the beginning. That's how you can set it up apart from the others. But also qualify the output, please. We'll still need human. So don't just be like, oh, awesome, I have an article. Now I can just copy paste it. No, read it through. Your team just gave you something and now you just make the nice and snappy edits. I mean, it's quite nice. And instead of just using 30 minutes or even like 10 minutes to do a bad prompt, you spend 30 minutes giving it the right info, the right data and prompting deeper and deeper to get, to extract all the juice and giving the, 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 how you feel just like the VP. So Stefan is good, John is not. Okay, let's go more into dynamism or uh, let's focus more into why the Shure SM7B is just much better because XYZ. And then qualify the output. So spend that, that other 30 minutes. Don't be lazy, be the best. 
uh, spend that 30 minutes being, okay, I think he made like a little mistake here. I think I would put that sentence slightly better. And um, and yeah, from that, you, you could have articles, you could have a blog post, you could have uh, cold emails, you could have LinkedIn posts, you could have tweets. Uh, tweets, and that's something that I thought saw you do, Ruben. A lot of people use Twitter in the, well, in the world. Yeah. But like, I mean, people, you could come up with a whole article and then say, hey, turn that into tweets and it'll just keep putting the replies for yeah. you. I'm not a Twitter guy, so I don't know exactly what the terminology is. So yeah. there is something about it. If I'll be super quick. Um, I often use the Twitter thread hack. Why do I call it the Twitter thread hack? Is that, again, um, when you're asking something to the, to the AI, it's going to do a really good job at doing it. Uh, I'm not particularly fan of Twitter. What I'm particularly fan is having one good big chunk of article and summarize it in small chunks of 280 characters with like 10 or 15 tweets. That's what I love, what I call Twitter threads. It's like a, a thread of tweets. And um, why am I doing this? For example, you've seen a lot of carousel on LinkedIn. Everyone's using it. A lot of carousel on Instagram as well. Why do we love it? It's like snappy, small bits of information on one big topic and you just keep sliding. And mm -hmm. so you have like a whole articles in like uh, digestible bits of information. Ah, so you're looking at that like that for Twitter. So you do that on LinkedIn. You show the, oh, okay, I got it. Yes. Oh, shit, not cute. using it for Twitter per se. It's just that I like having bits of information and then I'm like, interesting. Uh, I could use that. Uh, to make my own LinkedIn carousel. And by the way, I made a post about this where I had the text made by ChatGPT with like, I think it was 10 slides. And, um, and then I asked ChatGPT to give me a prompt for MidJourney, which is the image ChatGPT. And I made a whole ad with on aromatic oil for baby massage. Um, and I only use the words baby skincare. ChatGPT came up with 10 different uh, potential ads. And I kind of like aromatic oil. I was like, okay, let's do that. It was natural aromatic oil that you could do yourself uh, DIY. I mean, I was like, yeah, let, let, let's do it. And, um, and then I had, so GPT made the 10 slides with the text. And he made the prompt, and it's quite complicated, but it's on my profile. He made the prompt to copy paste on mid-journey to have the visual. And so I had the visual of the oil, of a mom putting oil on a baby with the, the thing and the ingredients. And like, um, how do you say that? It's where you put your stuff. The shelf? Shelf. Yeah. I had the shelf with the aromatics. I was like, awesome, a whole carousel, a whole ad, like an Instagram agency would do, uh, but with just two words. Ruben, so those carousels, that's the word he's using in there. When them carousels on LinkedIn, you're saying that you're not creating those, you're actually having ChatGPT create those oh, as well? That's where, when you're trying to do, to do one million impression posts, you still need to do it as a human. Um, okay, okay. Me journey is not good at making, um, he's not able for now, to put the texts inside the image. Okay. So I had the text, I had the image, and I made it. Also, made it. Okay. I'm talking about stuff that are abstract. So this is why I said baby skincare. And I made several tests with hairdresser in New York, um, some stuff that are like visual, you know? But uh, I'm talking about AI. <laughs> it's quite hard to, have, to do something so visual about it. I mean, it's like robot in the end of the word, super fast. Um, right. But I, I can, I can, I'm pretty confident that at some point it's going to be possible. You know what I'm thinking too? We need to talk about this off because I want to wrap this up. Respect your time and Garrett's. But like I'm thinking I always at this point in time have to think of the title of the podcast, right? And I have notes that I've been making over here. And I'm really thinking, Ruben, like I'm thinking that I'm going to tell my team and by the end of the day to send you a link with this podcast and you do your magic and come up with the damn title for the thing. You know what I mean? Do you want, do you want an exclusive piece of information on myself? Uh, um, yeah. You know my headline on LinkedIn. Uh, I, my headline on LinkedIn is Master AI Before It Masters You. 
Yes, I did uh, see that. Yes. And a lot of people send me messages saying, oh, that was brilliant. Like, that was genius. Like, uh, awesome, awesome headline. I did it with ChatGPT. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I did too. I 85% of the headline is done by ChatGPT. I did several prompting. Like, I went really deep, probably mm-hmm. like 10, 15 prompts. And I always asked for like 10 headlines, 15 headlines. I gave a lot of information on myself, what I'm trying to do. And I wanted to have something snappy and powerful. And I remember, I'm missing the file itself, but it was written, uh, ChatGPT wrote, master AI before it rules you. Something too powerful. But out of those hundreds, because as I said, it's a whole team. Out of those hundred titles that was completely different, I was like, oh, this one's interesting. Master AI before it. Master AI before it. Mm -mm, You. And... This is the part I'm asking you to do. Qualify the output. Use a little bit of human touch. I was like, master AI before it masters you rather than master AI before it rules you. And because um, mm-hmm. I was trying to be provocative. So I guess it means the same, but it's a nice, it's more, it's, more calm, it's more of a calm word to use, right? You say rules yeah. you, it's like, ah, masters you. It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. let me figure this out. But again, Wow! Imagine, I, ChatGPT came up with like 90 headlines, just like a whole team. And I kept asking, be more provocative, be more provocative, be more dynamic, be more, uh, uh, I wanted people to react, you know? And so one of the dudes said, master AI before it rules you. And I said, wait, master AI before it rules you. Interesting. Uh, thank you, Jeff. We're actually going to take that, but just make it master AI before it masters you. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, could you get two different things if you prompted it? Use another word, other, or use the word fun in a, it's hard to explain what I'm trying to say. You could use fun and exciting, which would be two of the same meanings, but you could ask it that and it could probably give you completely different answers that resort back to that. It's kind of hard what I'm trying to explain. Okay. Something that I want to point out real fast. Okay. People need to know GPT is one hell of a liar. Be careful. Why is it a liar? <laughs> because it's the way it's programmed. It's programmed to answer, not to tell you, I don't know. Because not knowing is a concept. But answering wrong is not. You just answer all the time. And sometimes it's wrong, uh, but you still do it. That's mm. why I don't use GPT the way you use Google, being like, uh, you ask a very judgmental question. You don't, because it's going to give you an answer it's probably wrong. If you say, can you find the sources of uh, some articles on that topic? Uh, he's going to be like, yes. And he's going to give you titles for that. So fetching information, but it's probably wrong. It's probably not true. Um, so that's why I would not go into that direction, but rather here are the sources that I enjoy. Here are the abstract of the articles or even like the full articles. Now let's make something out of it. Gotcha. I see what you're saying there. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm really, really interested. I want to, like I said, I don't have chat GPT. I know that sounds crazy. My team does. I actually went to it the other day so I could kind of play with it to see. I watch my, my guys in my office play with it, but I'm, I'm busy doing other things, but I would love to see how good it is. Cause I'm just going to tell you, this is crazy. Like one of the you hardest want me to things do something about- real quick, just yeah. to have fun. Uh, loyal listeners as he does this one of the hardest things about doing the podcast is coming up with the damn title i swear to god so my team can do everything except for the title let's do something fun with look now you have access to gpt4 it's a it's a very small uh gpt4 version they're just trying to mess up with google because google made a big announcement yesterday Mm. no one talked about it (laughs) so that's also an exclusive stuff but let's make okay uh, loyal listeners, if you're listening to this, go watch it on YouTube. He's actually doing a video. He's screen sharing right now. G- Chat GPT four. Write one sentence with every word of the alphabet to describe the amazing Jason, host of um, a podcast. Each word should have. Should start. Oh. Each word should start. With a different letter. 
Mm, I wanted to say don't use the first letter twice, but let's do it that way first. Okay. So here's what he got. Write a one-sentence word. Uh, write a one-sentence with every word of the mm. alphabet to describe the amazing Jason, host of a podcast. Each word should start with Why a different letter. Why just putting like a whole thing? Oh, my God. It Wow. I mean, but we could do something better for sure. Oh, no, for sure. Just, but that's... I, made, I made like a, a Tetris game right before the podcast, HTML and JavaScript. I made a Tetris game just like that. It was just fun. But if you want to do it like sales insurance, like you're selling like life insurance. Uh, we sell auto and home, but life insurance doesn't matter. Mm. Oh, he just jumped so, over to three. There's a three like point. Uh, chat 3.5. Uh, copywriter experts. Come up with 10 completely different titles or articles on insurance. Let's make it more specific. What kind of insurance? Uh, auto and home insurance. So he's writing, act like an SEO copyright expert. Come up with 10 completely different titles for articles on um, auto home insurance. Prioritize uncommon ideas. Prioritize. Uh, add the meta words that I should use. Add the meta words that I should use. To uh, optimize SEO results. One, it's writing a title. Like I know nothing about revolutionary insurance, bundles combining auto and home insurance for maximum savings. Meta words, insurance bundles. And he's going to say policy. like the words that I should use inside the wow. articles, right? Yes, he is. Wow. Unraveling the mystery, how your credit score affects auto and home insurance rates. Unraveling the mystery. Wow. These when are disaster headlines. strikes. I could even say, look, I made an okay prompt, but we could make it much better. We could say... I want people to be scared because you, Jason, you know that in emails, people buy more when they are scared. For fear, yes. Um, so you could prompt it to say, use more fear-based. Yes. Try again. And that's what I'm usually doing. I'm always prompting when I still have the answer. And by the way, the answers are super slow. It's because it's GPT-4. GPT-3 would have been done quite a long time ago. Try again by... How do you say infuse fear? Infusing fear into the titles, yes. Infusing fear into people's, into readers that discover the article. Be provocative and spectacular. Try again by using fear into readers that discover the article. Be provocative and spectacular is what he's prompting. Um, I'm sorry about the English. Maybe I, I made a No, nah, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. No, you're it's perfect. You're better than most Americans. Hidden. <laughs> the hidden dangers. Are you unknowingly un uninsured on your auto and home policies? That's good. Don't get trapped. How to avoid the most devastating auto and home insurance scams. Could you tell me one of the those? Ticking the ticking bomb. time bomb. Ignoring <laughs> yeah, these that's auto what I like. home insurance risks could what, ruin you financially. Wow. That, that's what usually happened. I asked for 10 of them. And usually there's just one or two. They're like completely outside of the box. They're like super good. It's like, wait, I never thought about that one. Right. Now, Ruben, let me just give you an example. Would, would you, like, let's say you found two or three, you would eliminate the other eight and then keep those two and then keep prompting it? Yep, exactly. So let's stop generating. The ticking bong was good, right? That was good, yeah. Okay, so what he did is he copied that one out of right, there. Right, a table of contents for an, art, uh, an SEO optimized article for. So he now, loyal listeners, has taken that, created that title based and infused in fear, took that one title he likes, he said, great, write a table of contents for an SEO optimized article for the ticking time by Menorah, that, that article. And now here it goes, it's writing it. Introduction, 1.1, 2. Here is where I'm limited, is that I know little about entrance. Right. Don't worry about so, it. You'll know everything you need to know. It's telling you, Ruben. It's telling you better than I can yeah, tell Yeah. I mean, probably... <laughs> I don't know what's the peril of skimping. 
but maybe that's the way. Look, I would just use that table of content to You're then create the, the whole articles. <laughs> but but maybe you would probably say, oh, um, rewrite the third part because we probably want to do X, Y, Z. Also, we said home and auto insurance. If I would prompt it, I would only prompt it for home or only prompt it for auto because okay. I guess the insurance between the two is different. Okay. It is. It is different. It is. Okay. Um, but yeah, you see. Dude, you that, have, that, that, is, that is amazing. That's a huge article right there. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, dude, it sounds like something that's kind of interesting with some of the I mean, just not me as an insurance geek. I mean, the ticking time bomb. I mean, that that's going to make people ticking time bomb. Yeah, I yeah. like it. And then you yeah. say, um, "Great, write the write the first and second parts." So now he's taking it. It broke it down into that, and now he's saying, now he's prompting it, loyal listeners, to just take the first uh, and the second. Uh, table of contents, and he says, write the first and second part with adequate format, heading, and subheadings. Invent a story as an example. I don't know if it's correct what I'm saying, but I'll just try it. Mm -hmm. GPT-4. So here it's going to oh put like gosh. the real... It's making the heading... Oh my... Oh, shit. Yeah, you just copy-paste that. Insurance is often seen as a necessary evil. Yeah. <laughs> this son bitch is smart. <laughs> well, we all hope never to use it, having the right coverage, but blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I am more excited about that part. Invent a story as an example to go with the information because I really want to know. Look, I didn't give a lot of information, but I could say the story of Jason who lost whatever Ooh. and... You could uh, infuse a, a real story. Oh my god! Oh wow, but, listeners, you hear that? You could bring one. Oh, of the story of John. <laughs> Look, the a story of John, a costly accident. It's writing. Sorry, what? Never imagine. John had opted for minimum limits of liability required by his state. He thought and he look, was saving money. Oh my god. Um, stop, and I'll just go like. About your story, make it more detailed, infuse much more fear, make it specific with key, precise numbers and dates. Could you say dates? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they like, say dates. Story of John, a costly accident. Next on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> See, like twenty five thousand for a bodily injury per oh person. Oh my God, it's reading off I, the limits. State minimum is limits. It, yeah. Is it correct? Yes, that's correct. Well, yeah, they differ. They differ by state, but that's in Illinois. Yeah. Those and are the bodily limits. So if it bring a heavy rainstorm, just lost control of his car. But we could prompt deeper than that. You could say, "Great, I want more emotion." Actually. Make it more dramatic. Make it more dramatic. Make it more dramatic. Um, so it's all about the guy that do the prompts, you know? Dude, I am so excited. I want to go sit down with a six-pack oh, of beer. You know, I often say, do you watch The Office? Uh, I actually don't. My friends hate me for that, but what do you mean? Yeah, I'm also hating you for that, but that's another <laughs> topic. There is like a, a very known quote from Michael Scott uh, where he says, uh, the day I discovered YouTube, I didn't work for four days. And and it's exactly what happened for me since November. <laughs> so it's slightly more than four days, but I guess. Um, wow. Uh, try again by being more dramatic. And we'll stop it here. Um, Story a life-altering life incident. incident. Now that's deeper. Yes, now it's just um, you. Know, let's see what it says after it's given the limits maybe, again. Look, maybe this is not what you want to start with. This is where you can still start, but never in his wildest dream did he imagine getting into a serious life-altering accident on the on fatal, the fatal morning. morning. <laughs> fatal morning. Don't tell done poor. Jeez, that's no, a, a true English. <laughs> 
the rain beat down mercilessly on his. I can't even read half of it because it's words we don't use. I mean, this is unbelievable. A tire's lost grip on the slick, treacherous road. In an instant, his car, hydroplane, spun out of control and crossed the median, triggering a horrifying chain reaction crash involving six cars. You know, you could like you could start that as the opening of a movie. You know, Jason, imagine just importing loss runs I've already been thinking that. into this and creating a narrative I've already around been thinking that. that. I've already been thinking that. I wanted to learn loss runs. It could read the codes. It could read the type of injury and then put together a loss assessment. I've already been thinking that. I'm like, son of a gun. So I'm thinking I can get that out of it. I just got to prompt it the right way, you know, and I got I to gotta go Correct. pretty deep on that. But uh, we're actually in the process of writing a book that we're going to give to our clients on how to um, how to better their workers' comp. And we know no one's going to read the damn thing. It just gives us authority in that area. And, I mean, dude, I'm talking I'm talking two months ago about going to Fiverr and finding someone to help me write this book. That shit's over, right? I'm doing it right oh, yeah. here. Yeah, I'm going to oh, do yes. it right here. I wrote a story for my nephew, um, and I wrote the story for, for kids. And the protagonists are my sister and my brother-in-law, who are doctors because both are doctors and they're helping Ariel, my nephew to uh, defeat a dragon. And I made like a whole story about characters from his life, the uncle Ruben and his grandma Valerie, which is my mom, bunch of different people. And I even made the cover of the book with Midjourney. journey. And I mean, the cover is quite nice. Actually, wow. I was like, wait, that's like, I want to read that story now. Yes. You know, loyal listeners, as we wrap up here, one of the things I want you to take away from is the reason why I bring Ruben here is because he knows one side of the equation. When it comes to what we do inside of our agency, he knows the chat GPT side, right? Something that we're very unfamiliar with. But Ruben has even told you multiple times in this podcast that he doesn't know the insurance side, right? Do you see your value still in this world? Do you see the value that we still, if you're going, if, if chat GPT is going to be ruled and understood by prompts, people don't understand insurance prompts. We don't understand the emotion. They don't understand the emotion that our clients go through when they have that claim. They don't understand how confused they are when their kid is going off to school and they don't know the implications. They are very confused at the fact that it used to be 24 years old to stay on your health insurance and now it's 26. What's the, why is that, right? These are the things you know as an agent and you've been stopped by saying, how do I create content? Who do I hire to create the content? That's what Ruben is showing you here. He, you're getting, you're, by, by enhancing this, you're enhancing your own agency by being able to understand the full realm of what your customer is needing from you. The future is not going to eliminate you. It's only going to enhance you. And I hope that you've seen that and heard that by the one and only Ruben Hasid. Uh, Garrett, wrapping up here, do you have anything last minute that you want to say? I mean, if there's something we got to stay for another hour, well, I'd have to cancel some meetings. But tell me, is there anything <laughs> else that you would that you have there for Ruben? No, I mean, I, I think my biggest takeaway is that we can all elevate our abilities, our productivity. So we don't need to take our foot off the gas here. It will help you offload the worst parts of your job, the parts you like Good, least, well and focus on the things you really, really well want to work on. Well, freaking said. Ruben, anything you want to wrap up with? Well, um, if you guys want to connect with me even deeper uh, way, because this is something that AI won't be able to do, you can follow me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and also join my uh, newsletter. I made a wait list. It's still, it's not out yet. But if you subscribe to my newsletter from my LinkedIn, uh, you get access to the $1 ChatGPT guy where I put like, a thousand prompts, I think, or even slightly more, and all of my carousel that I've been talking about, everything for one dollar. And uh, yeah, it was was a blast uh, was, talking Ruben. to each other. I, I'll, I'm looking forward to what comes next. Yeah, Ruben, we're gonna do a workshop. I'm gonna bring you back into the champions. I have a private mastermind uh, of agents who pay uh, monthly to be part of to be witnessing people just like yourself. They're the cream of the crop. They raise to the top. I sound like that I'm singing House of Pain, but that's okay. The chat GPT would say, hey, that's a song. 
Um, Ruben, what I'd like to do, what I'd like to do is once again, I'm going to reach out to you after this. I literally, cause I don't have chat GPT. I want you to take the audio. I'll even give you the transcript and I want you to put it in there and see what it says. But my most important thing is I would like for you to create the title, right? Cause I'm, I'm interested in what it would see if it listens to this conversation. Why just one? Let's create 50 of them. Well, you could create 50, but the one that I'm going to put out on Google or about that out into the world, Spotify and everything. You know, it's just crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Ruben, I'm more excited that people like you across the pond are helping us dumb Americans because we really don't know shit. I mean, we don't know anything. We think we do. All we know is conspiracy theories and, you know, shit like that. And we, our banks make the rest of the world stocks fall. You know, that's the only thing I know. Actually, I'm just joking. I love America and I love you. Thank you very much, Robin, for everything you thank did. You so Garrett, much. thank you very much for coming on and making me not sound like I halfway kind of know what I'm talking about. And until next time, loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and I am out. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. And it's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.